If you have preferences about what happens to your digital footprint after your death, you need to take action. Otherwise, your online legacy will be determined for you and not by you. If you have any online accounts, such as Gmail, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Apple, or Amazon, you have a digital legacy, and that legacy is yours to preserve or to lose. Hi, everyone. My name is Becky Easton, and this is the podcast Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm a personal family lawyer licensed in Arizona and Colorado, and this podcast is part of a challenge that I um, took up to post a podcast episode every day for a year, and we are into the 80s now, which is super exciting for me considering I thought the idea of even planning just 12 simple podcasts and doing one every month for a year would be too overwhelming. But here we are into the 80s, and my aim is to bring you a little bit of um, legal content or you know related content to estate and business planning. And these are all shorter episodes, you know, somewhere between, I mean, I think I have a couple that are just about six minutes up to a little bit over 20 minutes, but just a little bit of content every day. I love all of you that have tuned in so far and let me know what you think of the content. I'm glad that you are enjoying what I have here and that that you're along for this ride with me and keeping me accountable to posting every day. So today, I want to talk a bit about how to manage your digital accounts after your death. This is going to be a two-parter, guys. I'm going to start it today. And then next Tuesday, I'll follow up with the second half of it. And as a reminder, this content that comes out on Tuesdays is also available on my blog and comes out in our weekly newsletter. And you can reach both of those through our links page by going to bit.ly forward slash Easton Law Links. That's bit.ly forward slash Easton Law Links. All one word. And you can sign up for the newsletter, you can get to our blog, um, which you can also go straight to by going to um, Family Wealth, um, I just forgot the name of my blog, Family Wealth Secrets. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Familywealthsecrets.eastonlawplc.com gets you to directly to our our blog. And so with my usual reminder that this is not legal advice for you, I don't know what your specific situation is. So if I say something that makes you think, hmm, I might need to take some action on that, then I highly encourage you to reach out to a personal family lawyer near you or another lawyer that you know to get great advice on that that's tailored specifically to you. This is just a little bit of fun information and knowledge for you. So following your death, unless you've planned ahead, some of your online accounts will survive indefinitely. 
while others automatically expire after a period of inactivity. And still others have specific processes that let you give family and friends the ability to access and posthumously manage your accounts. Because social media and other digital platforms are a ubiquitous part of our daily routine, they can offer intimate snapshots of your life. These digital assets can serve as a key part of your legacy, one you may want to protect after your death. And alternatively, you may prefer to keep your online history private and have it permanently deleted once you're gone. And whether you want to preserve your digital footprint or erase it entirely, you do need to plan ahead to ensure your wishes are properly carried out. So with this in mind, I'll discuss some of the most popular digital platforms here and coming in part two um, next Tuesday. And we'll talk about how they handle your account once you log off for the final time. Then from there, I'll also discuss how to include these digital assets in your estate plan to ensure they're properly accounted for, managed, and passed on in the event of your incapacity or death. So let's first start off with Facebook. Unless you choose to have your account deleted, Facebook offers what's known as a legacy contact for managing your profile after death. Using a legacy content, contact, you can choose someone to control your account's operation and functionality after you pass away. Following your death, Facebook first memorializes your account. Once memorialized, the word remembering is added to your profile name and only confirmed friends can view your profile or find it in a search. Depending on your privacy settings, friends and family members can post content and share memories on your memorialized timeline. However, memorialized accounts are locked, so your original content cannot be altered or deleted, even if someone has your password. Your Facebook account can be memorialized regardless of whether or not you select a legacy contact. So to have your account memorialized, Facebook simply requires your family or friends to provide proof of your death using a special request form and evidence of death, such as an obituary. If you've chosen a legacy content, con, contact, keep saying content. If, you choose, if you've chosen a legacy contact, that individual can manage your memorialized account based on the permissions that you've granted to him or her. Some of the actions your legacy contact can perform include writing pinned posts, choosing who can view and post tributes on your profile, responding to new friend requests, updating your cover and profile images, and requesting your account's closure. Now, there are certain actions your legacy contact is not going to be able to perform, and this includes logging into your account as you, viewing your direct messages, removing your friends, or making new friend requests. For more in-depth coverage of Facebook's legacy contact service, and how it fits in with your estate planning. We do have a prior article from about 18 months ago um, about managing your digital afterlife, a guide to Facebook's legacy contact. And um, I will make sure that we talk about that in an upcoming episode, probably over the weekend. Um, I'll talk through that content um, with you guys here on the podcast as well. So be sure to check back for that um, or head over to the blog to catch that article as well. Um, it's from February of 2021. 
So check that out. So next up, let's talk about Gmail, Google, and YouTube. So internet titan Google owns several of the most popular web services, including Gmail, YouTube, Google Drive, Google Photos, and Google Play. And in order to request how you want these accounts managed after your death, Google offers a function called Inactive Account Manager. Using this function, you must first choose the amount of time, 3, 6, 12, or 18 months, that must pass without any activity before the Inactive Account Manager service is triggered. The service lets you select up to 10 different people who can access your account once Inactive Account Manager goes into effect. You can specify the data those individuals will be allowed to access, including things like photos, contacts, emails, documents, and other content. With Inactive Account Manager, you can also opt to have your account deleted. If so, you can have Google simply delete all of your content, or you can share your content with your designated contacts before deletion. If you share your content, your contacts will be able to access and download data from your account for three months before it's deleted. And should you choose to have your account deleted, your Gmail messages will be permanently deleted, and all data and content in all of your other Google-based accounts, like YouTube, Google Drive, and Google Photos, will also be deleted. If you die without setting up Inactive Account Manager, Google will automatically delete your account following two years of inactivity. And finally, because Google owns YouTube and YouTube videos have the potential to earn revenue indefinitely, it's vital that you use the Inactive Account Manager to protect this potentially lucrative asset following your death. Additionally, you'll also want to include these intangible assets in your estate plan so that they can be protected and passed on to your loved ones in the most beneficial way possible. And on that note, when we talk next week in part two of this series, I'll continue the discussion about how the most popular internet platforms deal with your account after your death. And from there, I'll conclude the series by covering the most effective methods for including these accounts and other types of digital assets into your estate plan. So until then, if you need support or advice on the best ways to protect and pass on your assets, whether they're digital or otherwise, I highly recommend that you reach out to a personal family lawyer near you. You can find one on personalfamilylawyer.com. The life and legacy planning process that we are, are trained on and that we go through with you is designed to ensure that all of your tangible and intangible assets, including your family legacy, are preserved and passed on seamlessly in the event of your death or incapacity. If you have more questions, definitely reach out today to ask more. So I appreciate you being here again with me today. This has been another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. And I hope you tune back in tomorrow and definitely um, next week to hear the rest of um, the, the rest of this series in particular. I'm your host, Becky Easton, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being here.